Hello, welcome back to Adorn Podcast. We are diving into our second episode on spiritual disciplines, and tonight we have with us the wonderful Missy Zamora. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's Word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. Hey, Missy, we are so glad you're here this evening to talk with us about silence and solitude. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. If I had one sentence that I would want people to know, it would be that I'm God's beloved daughter that's deeply loved, treasured, and held, Hmm. and that how every day that takes effort to work through, but I'm believing it more and more. I feel like that's perfect for you, too. I Before she goes any further, I just have to say that Missy is someone that I totally have always looked up to. She, You can tell already from her voice how calm and wise that she is. And so I am so excited to just dig in and get to know more about this discipline and how um, God has used it in your life. Um, will you tell us a little about your family? You're a mama and boys. Yes, I am a wife and a mom to three stinky boys, <laughs> um, a 19-year-old a 14-year-old, and a 9-year-old. So my house is full of lots of loud, abrupt noises. (laughs) Um, And I have lots of candles. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Good tip for boy mom. Yes. (laughs) So if you listened to our um, episode two weeks ago about um, our recap of family camp, one of the teenage boys that I got to um, talk to and hang out with on that hike was actually Missy's son, and he was so sweet checking up on her. And so... Can you give us a random fact about you? Yes, I will keep it along the family camp vein and say I also hiked that mountain, but I stopped above treeline. That was not the initial plan, but my prayer that morning that I had written on my hand in Sharpie that did wear off, that's not supposed to, was (laughs) um, I will bind my body to the will of Christ the Savior so that I may serve freely. Um, And initially I thought that was going to get me up to the top of the peak um, but it got me above tree line yeah. in that serving freely, I thought at that point was very much letting you guys go ahead because I was kind of slowing things down a little bit. That's okay, Mm-mm. right? Um, but then I think it had some um, other meetings that came to mind in that I got to allow my son to have an experience of trusting a loving community and feel safe uh, hiking to the top of a peak, right? Yeah. Um, and then trusting those people that were there watching him that they would take care of my middle little Um, And it was also having a conversation with someone that hiked down a little early and just sharing um, what it looks like to trust God when your life's kind of been turned upside down Mm -hmm. and how we entrust our children to God and that how um, God loves our children so much more than we do um, and how much he cares about them and has his very best good plan for them. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. You got to practice some silence and solitude hiking. I did. Three hours of silence and solitude above the tree line. Yes. With bears. I was going (laughs) to say, did you talk to any chipmunks? Because that's what happened to me when (laughs) I ended up coming back down the mountain last time. I ended up talking to chipmunks. (laughs) No chipmunks, but there was some... kind of medium-sized insect that looked like it came from Jurassic Park that made a really <laughs> weird noise. Yeah. <laughs> sounded like a, what, like a lawnmower or something? Yes, it, it sounded like a lawnmower. Yeah. Yes. Um, Whoa. There's some weird bugs up there. Yeah, and, the, and they're, it's 
very interesting how the bugs are suspended. Like the flies fly really slow. I don't know if it's the altitude. altitude. But they fly super slow so you can just kill them like, like 10 in a row. <laughs> Boy mom did it. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. Do you have any other random facts you'd like to share with us? I just really love deep, intentional conversation with women. I just feel like God's put this burden on my heart to love women just where they are. Um, and I just feel in gratitude to God that he's given me that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it looks like, how I very much would rather spend time with someone that's in their 10-year-old Old Navy pajamas with mascara streaming <laughs> down their face, um, maybe a booger on the side, <laughs> um, versus someone in their business suit and high heels and spackles, because I can just relate to like the woman in her Old Navy pajamas, right? What's a you spackle? Know, spackles, like the to cover up all the wrinkles on your face. Spackle. I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah. Well, you're either. not quite as old as me. That's why. You don't use spackle yet. I'm like, ooh, what's a spackle? I want to spackle. Exciting. I want to spackle. When you I turn 40, I will spackle for you. Oh, thanks. I think you're in the right place because these mamas don't get fancy very often. I literally so. almost wore my 10-year-old old navy pajamas. Like, literally. <laughs> I was, But it was too hot, so I didn't. Yeah. But I almost put them on before I left, so that yeah. would have been really funny. That would have been I wish funny. I would have worn them. All right, so let's jump into silence and solitude. Can you kind of give us um, either your definition or a definition that you found that you like? Yes. So solitude is the practice of being still and silent before God mm. with a posture of meekness. Mm. Um, and I think when we first hear the word meekness, because we're busy women, moms, daughters, sisters, we might think of weakness, which it's not. Um, weakness um, is what you think of, but meekness is very much harnessing strength to the proper authority, being teachable, which is an attribute of the disciples. So um, when I am practicing silence and solitude, my posture is that I'm giving everything and all to the higher authority, God. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's a good definition. Yeah, that's really good. I like that a lot. It makes it sound, I mean, solitude, I always thought of was just like being alone. You know, I didn't yeah. think of it as a, having a certain posture or something before the Lord. So I really like that. Oh, it's surrendering yourself to him. Yeah. Right. So where do we see this uh, discipline in the Bible? Oh, we see it all through the Gospels when Jesus goes out into the wilderness to be with his father and pray. Um, he goes early in the morning. He goes late at night. Um, you see him doing it a lot after he's ministering to people. Um, he pours out and out and out. And then he goes back to his father to get filled back up. Mm. Yeah. I love when we look to the to the word for an example, and Jesus is the one yes. doing it. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, the disciples are good to look to, and Old Testament, like, oh, Moses did that; that was good. But Moses, like when we see Jesus, man. I know your favorite. <laughs> um, but when we see Jesus setting the example, it just it makes it even that much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Like if Jesus did it, how much more do we need to do it? I mean, he was fully God, right? You know, right? Absolutely, right? And um, and how it probably didn't seem to be normal to his disciples in the beginning. Mm. You know, they were probably like, what is he doing, right? Yeah. Um, but it became a normal practice in his rhythm of life, mm-hmm. right? And so it was very much like, um, you know, you breathe in, you breathe out. He spent time with the disciples. He serves in the community. He'd go back and spend time with his father. And mm. so I think after a while, the disciples just came to anticipate this is what he was going to do. And yeah. they probably developed that in their own time. Right? Yeah. So this kind of builds off what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. But I think this is something maybe that um, 
you might not have been planning on talking about, but I think okay. it's a good question to, okay. to tackle if you're willing. If we, um, we see Jesus doing this in this, like you're saying, a rhythm, so we see mm -hmm. him pour out and then fill back up, do you think that there's um, a certain like ideal amount of time or ideal setup for to practice this discipline? No. Okay. No. And this is why. Um, if the disciplines are looked upon as a technique, then you've missed the point. Mm. Right. Say right? that again. If the disciplines are looked upon as a technique, you've missed the point. Mm. Um, the disciplines are very much a practice that put us in front of a God that loves and adores us in a way that we can't do on our own. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, there's lots of fancy definitions, but that's just the one that sticks in my head that I've always worked with. Um, yeah. So prayer, worship, fasting, silence, solitude, attentiveness. I mean, all of that is just a way that we grow close to the father mm. in a way that we couldn't do on our own. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. um, it's not a technique. And so my answer would be no. Are there certain things that you can do to um, make it more of a rhythm of your life? Mm -hmm. Yes. But I don't think there's an exact technique. Mm -hmm. No. That's nope. good. I yeah. like that. It's a good answer. It takes a lot of the pressure off, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 It doesn't become another checklist. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think you brought about a good point because you hear the word disciplines and it does sound very structured it and does, concrete rigid. and mm -hmm. formal. Um, so, I mean, you can also switch it out with the word practice as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, they are called the spiritual disciplines, but I think you can use the word practice. I think yeah. that's OK. I don't think Jesus would mind too much. Don't want to <laughs> answer for him, but just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I like the word practice, too, because then it feels like you can't do it wrong. If you're practicing, right. Right. there's no wrong way to do it. Yeah. Whereas a discipline seems like you have to do it the right way almost. Exactly. It, it very much goes along with, you know, our culture's ideas that we're earning, right? We're always mm -hmm. earning, earning, mm -hmm. earning. And earning does not matter in God's economy. It's effort, mm -hmm. right? Um, mm -hmm. And so you're just putting forth your foot forward to get closer to Christ. Everything is transformation. So everything, um, everything we come in contact in God's creation and people in his word um, either brings us closer to God or mm. pulls us away from God. And so it's very much, what am I accepting? What am I resisting? And taking what I'm resisting or perceiving as resistance back to God's word and reconciling, right? Wow. Yeah, that's good. That reminds me of the verse that, you know, we're transforming from one degree of glory to another. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And how slow spiritual transformation mm. is, right? I mean, everyone thinks it's a, it's an upward spiral, right? Mm. Um, but it's very much a downward spiral, mm. um, Holy Spirit is unearthing something, and then God's light and love is filling it up. And then you go around a little bit lower, something's getting unearthed. You know, like for me, mm -hmm. humility is something I struggle with. Mm -hmm. um, and so I will be struggling with humility, and the worst thing with humility is to focus on it, right? Mm -hmm. Because then <laughs> it defeats the purpose. And yeah. so just working with God, please, like, you know, let me let go of this, right? Um, and try to practice acts of secret service, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but then I'll think, Oh, we're six months later, and oh, we're back to humility again. And I'm like, really, <laughs> right? But but it's a different it's a yeah. different depth of humility mm -hmm. that we're trying to unearth at that point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and you have eternity, right? So it's not like it's a race. Absolutely, there's no medal and yeah. drink at the end, right? Right. No Gatorades. Yeah. 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 I was just <laughs> talking um, with the girl that I mentor today about that. How how easy it is for us to look at someone else and say look at how far they are along in their journey, or look at how well they practice that specific spiritual discipline. And then that's so inward focused on us is, oh, I got to get better at that discipline, or I got to get better at prayer, or I got to get better at this. And 
you know, it's a, it's a hard issue. So if you're if you're designed to get better at it to get closer to the Lord, that's a beautiful thing. But if you're desiring to get better at it so you can be like Bobby Sue or whatever, I don't know why I said Bobby, Bobby Sue. Sue. I'm trying to think of a name that I don't know anybody named that. You know what I mean? I nope. think you don't. Don't know any one. Bobby Sues. I think you're safe, Aaron. <laughs> we but, are in Texas. Yeah, so that's true. Know. There probably is a Bobby Sue. <laughs> But anyway, but we were talking about the same thing of how, you know, God has us on this journey of transforming one degree of glory to another to be Mm -hmm. more like him. And that um, anytime we take our eyes off God and we look at people and start to compare ourselves and our journey to them, like that's almost a backwards step in the process because our eyes need to stay on Jesus to become more like him. Yep. Yep. It needs to be the focus. Yep. So what would you say are some of the um, challenges to practicing silence and solitude? Ah, I think there's three main challenges. Okay. Um, but I'll start with a quote from Bonhoeffer because... Ooh, yeah, I love Bonhoeffer. I know, I love Bonhoeffer mm-hmm. too. Isn't he like the best? Um, because I think in our society, and I think we see this more um, in younger target audience, mm-hmm. like in student ministry, and we've done student ministry together, mm-hmm. so I think you would agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but community is so focused. And it's, and I, you know, God speaks to us through his word, um, through his creation, through people. So community is a part of it. Um, but Bonhoeffer has this really good quote about community and solitude that just really rang true in my life mm. because I'm very much, a, I love to be in community. Um, I'm extroverted in that being a community like gives me energy, but mm-hmm. I do like to be an introvert at times and come back and be still with God. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bonhoeffer says, let him who cannot be alone be aware of community. Let him who is not in community beware of being alone. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of ring true in my walk and journey mm-hmm. with the Lord and practicing the disciplines for the last six years, mm-hmm. right? I actually just read that quote today. Really? Yes, no I did. Way. No, I think he quotes it in this, he in the might. celebration of discipline. Okay. Um, yeah, and That's I funny. like that too. I was like, okay, so there's a balance. Community Absolutely. is still important, but being alone is important as well. Mm-hmm. So, And I think that you did hit on something. I think in our culture, we're so community focused. Absolutely. We can forget that it's good to be alone. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially for like middle children like me who don't like to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> you and my sweet Lydia. <laughs> I never want to be alone. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would uh, ask you what, if you had to name one thing, why you don't want to be alone, what is it? Oh, turn the tables. Turn mm. the table on the Kellogg. <laughs> I think I just, I don't know. I'm a, well, one is like I'm a verbal processor. Uh-huh. So like even when I'm, studying or reading God's word I like I like to talk it through with someone right like hey Taylor when I was reading the Bible this morning you know this was so cool the Lord made this first stand out to me and like that kind of helps me to remember and helps me stick and almost helps me feel closer to the Lord because I'm rehashing it I don't know Hmm. I don't know I guess I also just don't like to be alone. She has some major know. FOMO. I mean, you probably I do. know this about Aaron. That is, that's <laughs> probably the I number one thing. Well, I am afraid I'm going to miss some, out on something. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Huh. Wow, I feel like this is a therapy session. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but I think it's no, important to raise that question because you are not the only one that does not yeah. want to be alone. And I think um, with silence and solitude, you can have solitude um, and you can have silence. But when you have them both in combination with mm. one another, it's a completely different practice, right? Mm. So the three of us could go to a retreat center and practice silence and solitude, right? We wouldn't talk 
to one another. We would be mm-hmm. practicing silence, mm-hmm. but we would still see each other, right? right? But when you go and practice silence and solitude with just you and the Lord, it's something entirely mm-hmm. different, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. It's a very naked feeling, um, extreme vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Not that mm-hmm. there's not an extreme intimacy, but it sometimes you don't always feel it initially, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah. could you maybe explain in your personal experience or in the study that you've done um, about silence and solitude, like what exactly are you doing? What are you doing? Um, I would say in teaching silence and solitude mm-hmm. to others, less is best. Okay. Um, in that you're, the whole focus is just to bring an attentive heart in front of the Lord. Okay. You're giving your time, your attention, um, your awareness, you're giving all to him with absolutely no expectation for him to use that time as he will, right? So it's very much thy will be done, Mm -hmm. right? You just go back to the Lord's prayer. So um, I think in the beginning, I'd bring like 10 books because I love to read Mm -hmm. and my Bible and my journal and maybe something to draw. And I had this giant backpack full of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't end up using any of it, right? (laughs) I just would use the Bible. And I think part of it was, learning how what you're talking to, like when you're processing, oh, I read this in God's word and this is what it meant to me with your spouse. That's great. But learning how to, okay, God, I read this today in your word and I'm not sure what that means. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of resisting that and realizing that resistance is not a bad thing, that resistance actually allows us to allow God to be more transparent Mm -hmm. to us and us to be more transparent to him. Mm -hmm. Um, And it gives us new conversations to have with him, right? So it's very much we're, moving Mm -hmm. to a different place with God when we experience that resistance and just constantly having conversations with him. Right. So those same conversations that Aaron would have with Taylor, you're having that conversation with God. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think it's normal for us when we don't understand something or it's not the norm that we would see every day in our everyday life. We Mm -hmm. tend to sometimes I myself do this. We villainize it. And that's not what we're called to do here. Right. It's very much being open and accepting and being willing to be willing to let God move in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, um, this week I've been working on um, asking God, who am I, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I know what my bio says. I know what I do in my vocation. Mm-hmm. I know what I do here at church. I know who I am to my friends, but who does God see me mm-hmm. as, right? That's a completely different thing than what Aaron sees me as and mm-hmm. Casey sees me as, right? Or what my husband or my kids or my friends see me, right? Mm-hmm. God, who do you see me? Who am I, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it's, you can't even hear a pin drop when you ask him that question. Mm-hmm. And it's just sitting with that and being okay if I don't hear anything today yeah. and I don't hear anything tomorrow, not getting frustrated. But just like, okay, God, like reveal to me when it's your timing. Who am I, right? Mm-hmm. And I know I can go back to his word. No, I'm his mm-hmm. beloved daughter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but I want to know, like, what he thinks about Missy, where she's at right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Thanks. I think that provides some some help and some clarity to someone who's like, well, I don't even know what it means, right. you know? Right. Yeah. 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 All right. Back to the challenges. Okay. So the challenges. Um, one challenge is vulnerability with being alone, like mm-hmm. you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly around others. Um, some people view this time as loneliness or mm-hmm. emptiness instead of the possibility of inner fulfillment from mm-hmm. God. So it seems like you're going to be quiet and you're going to be alone. How is that even going to be a good thing? Mm -hmm. But it's not until you work through it and you sit there that you're like, oh, okay, I I get it. And it's not, I think it's like everything else when on our journey with the Lord, 
it's not like a big fireworks show. Mm-hmm. You might just see a flicker of light. And you're like, oh, I see. And really, that's that's kind of the majority of our work. I mean, we do have these big firework moments, mm-hmm. but most of our walk with God are just tiny little flickers that yeah. remind us who we are to him um, and who he is to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, the second is, this is a good one, Aaron. you like this. <laughs> it's reliance and dependence on words. Um, because we have difficulty being in silence, it makes us feel helpless. Mm-hmm. Um, we rely on words to manage others, um, to control our thoughts and convey our thoughts to others. Uh, we want to be heard, and without words, we're dependent on God to take control, and that requires a ton of trust, mm-hmm. right? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So if I were to say, and I mean this in true authenticity, okay, Casey, you can't talk for the next minute, but if I were to say, Casey, watching you at family camp was such a joy to me. I saw how patient and attentive you were with your kids. I saw how your kids not only loved one another, but how they reached out to other children, and they modeled what Jesus did in community and how he loved others. Um, How your older one would, like, gather the younger ones. And Mm -hmm. um, I didn't see a ton of sibling rivalry. Granted, I wasn't there the whole time. (laughs) Um, But I just saw your patience in that all the way through. Like, you... You were always with your kids, and you were always modeling what it's like to love well, right? So if I stopped right there and I told you, you can't say anything, right? Um, you can't talk. Is it hard not to talk? <laughs> Super hard. <laughs> right? Super you want to use your words, Thank right? You so much. <laughs> That means so much to me. Yes. I want to just like, yes, just yes. Exactly. That's super hard. Yeah. We want to convey our thoughts. Like our words are so important to us. And so when you go into silence, they're taken away and you're like, oh, you are relying on God to Mm -hmm. say and feel and do everything for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that I don't know if it's a, a culture thing or what, but I think we're also taught that that's the polite thing to do too. Like when you compliment me and my family, like the polite thing to do is to immediately respond Mm -hmm. and thank Mm -hmm. you. And, you know, um, silence, I think sometimes can be considered almost rude, you Mm. know, when we don't constantly talk to someone. Yeah. Right. Huh. But how would it look different if you didn't say thank you, Missy? And I'm thankful that you said thank you, Missy, right? <laughs> but how would it have landed? And what would the depth of that affirmation and encouragement been had you not said anything at all mm. and you just held it with the Lord and right. you talked to him mm-hmm. about it tonight? And mm-hmm. maybe if you woke up in the middle of the night and maybe in the morning when you starting to get your kids, I'm like, I got affirmed yesterday about like what a mom I am and how I model Christ-like yeah. behavior. You know, how would that be different? How would that... How would that change your actions and your behavior? How would that would transform you, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other challenge, which I think is a real one that people don't want to talk about, so we're going to talk about it, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> That's what <laughs> we do What's here. in the dark That's into the light, right? Yes. Um, it's a fear of not hearing or experiencing mm-hmm. God, right? Yeah. And that's what you're talking yeah. about yes. with the person that you were mentoring, right? Mm-hmm. So being alone with God means we're patiently waiting on him. Mm. Underline, highlight giant font patiently right mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> we all may at one time or another fear that god won't seek us or desire to spend time mm. with us but that's not the case right i mean james mm. 4 8 very much says draw near to god and he will draw near to you um, god is always talking to us but we're not always being still and listening right mm. um, and richard Rohr says he has this great quote it's we are already in the presence of god what's missing is our awareness right Ooh. um in mm. that he's always talking but we're always talking to. <laughs> <And> so, 
<laughs> that could be more true for me. Oh that my gosh. So true. <laughs> we're not giving him the airtime. And he's, yeah. I mean, he can shake us to the ground and, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's done mm-hmm. that. It's Make in the Bible. Quiet. Yeah. But most of the time, it's that gentle whisper, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so if you're not quiet, then you're not going to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, it very much reminds me how, you know, school teachers are great at this, how the louder the kids are, the quieter they mm-hmm. talk so that they'll mm-hmm. have to stop and listen, right? It's um, it's Shema, right? Listen, hear, and obey, the Hebrew word. That, that's what it reminds me of, um, silence and solitude, how you're, you're not just listening, but you're hearing and you're mm-hmm. obeying and you're doing all three at the same time as you're focusing on the Lord. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I think that's such a hard one, especially for our culture <laughs> right now. And I can only speak for myself, but we're so used to instant, instant oh, gratification. Yes. Microwave, yes. give me the fastest car, yeah. give me social media. I want to know everything right now. Let me Google that. You know, I mean, like we talk about, we do that all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think that's what makes that challenge so hard is that we don't want to sit and wait. No. Like the Bible tells us to wait, you know, wait on him, wait in him. and Be still. Yes. And like personally, I don't want to do that. Like if you want to <laughs> speak to me, Lord, speak to me now. Like, yeah. right. And it's like totally something that I need to and want to work on. And I'm feeling like major conviction right now because mm. I, I do have a hard time with that. And I think in our season, particularly, we're like, hurry up, tell me, Lord, before my kids come in, you know, because yeah. like I try to get my quiet time done in the morning. And then I hear the girls wake up and I'm like, Lord, speak, speak, speak quickly. And I don't necessarily create room for that where I should. But I'm like, God, come on on my time here, please. And yeah, that's not good. But in that moment when you're talking about being interrupted, what do we sometimes call frequent interruptions that take us away from the Lord? It's, it's a D word. Distraction. Distractions. And how often is it? that the distractions are probably at some time meant to be the main attraction, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think we often think about that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But you're right. Like, we we have this immediate sense of gratification, Mm -hmm. and we feel um, our time isn't God's time, and so we just feel the pressure and the push. But I think it's in the waiting, although I personally don't enjoy it either, Mm -hmm. that that's where a lot of growing in Missy gets done, Mm -hmm. right? It's Mm -hmm. that tension of being in the waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Can I share some great things that happen yeah. when we practice silence and solitude? Yeah, okay. of course. Okay. Um, number one is freedom, right? Mm. Um, silence and solitude provides the space to allow us to experience what it feels not to exert power on others or to have others exert power over us. Is that mm. something you would have thought of? No. Right? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But do you think at yeah. any given moment someone has an agenda and they're trying to impinge us? And it may not, not in a way that's, um, malicious, but that's mm-hmm. just the way of the world, mm-hmm. right? Or we're trying to impinge our agenda on someone else. Like, kids, hurry up, get dressed, right? Mm-hmm. Or, okay, my boss just sent me, I have a conference call now that's 15 minutes early, right? It's this someone exerting their power on us or we're exerting our power over them. Mm-hmm. But when you're in silence and solitude, it's just you and God. Mm-hmm. So you experience that freedom. Wow, I like that. Yeah. I do too. Yeah, it's amazing when you practice silence and solitude had that one is the first thing that comes to mind yeah, yeah. no agenda i just makes me want to take a deep breath huh? yeah i'm like uh, yeah. can we go do some silence yeah. silence <laughs> um the second thing is awareness we become aware of the movement of god in us and know that it's not us mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so knowing that okay that is way beyond missy's scope of practice that yeah that's probably god and and just confirming like that did when we have an experience of god very much you'll see a little bit of fruit bud you know so it you know 
is it one of the fruits of the spirit that you mm-hmm. see coming from that? You know, is it kindness, gentleness, patience, mm-hmm. right? You guys mm-hmm. know the song better than me, but <laughs> right. we don't have to do the moments, right? So it's having that, oh, okay, that's not of Missy. That's mm-hmm. so awesome, right? I, I see joy there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's probably a big one is just that awareness because we're so go, go, go. We're so fast, fast, fast. We're so instant gratification that we probably don't slow down to recognize the fruit sometimes in our lives and attribute it back to the Lord, you know? Right, yes. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. just slow down. To give him gratitude, mm-hmm. right? And how much when we go to God in gratitude, how that just connects us to him in such a deep way. Mm-hmm. It's it's a discipline in its own, right? And it's it's really kind of difficult to do sometimes comparing where you are in your walk with him um, to comparing us to others, you know? Um mm-hmm that when we go to God in gratitude, um, we just connect, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Last is intimacy. You know, we can't desire, pursue, adore, love what we don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, We're finite, and God is infinite. Um, But the time we spend with God creates in our hearts a deep desire and intensity that's potentiated when we practice silence and solitude. Mm -hmm. So it's in being that place and space with him where I begin know, to know more of his character, um, more the way he talks to me, and that just increases my love for him, makes me seek him even more, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think about, like, with our husbands, if we were always the one talking to our husbands and we were never sitting and listening to what they have to say, then right. it wouldn't be much of a relationship. So that makes complete sense that Absolutely. if we're not silent and let the Lord speak to us, then we're not going to have the relationship that we were meant to have with him. So yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So let's see here. Um, why has this spiritual discipline been important for you personally? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, it's been super important to me. Um, just like you guys, I'm super busy. Um, and I'm constantly exerting my power over others, whether it's at home with friends at church or, um, over my vocation. And so I feel like when I am in silence and solitude, it's the freedom that I get from being there. Um, and how very much I'm aware of this journey that I'm on with the Lord. Um, and that it just requires me to be still with him and really listen to his voice. That's not to say that in a two minute drive from one school to the other, that I'm not going to hear God. I will, but I require, um, these, little bit longer periods of Mm -hmm. time it's part I've developed it as part of my rhythm of life Mm -hmm. um and I grow closer to the Lord each time and so I know okay this works um last January or at the end of last December um my husband was super gracious and he said I said I really feel like I need to spend some time with the Lord are you okay if I'm gone for two nights and he's like you go ahead and go we want you to come back a different person (laughs) (laughs) I was like okay Uh, so I got an Airbnb um like a an hour outside of Waco and I went to this tiny little cabin and it was my first time to practice silence and solitude for that extended Mm -hmm. period of time without other humans. Mm. Um, And what I didn't realize things that I thought looked cute on the website, like there's a fire and it's an outdoor bathroom were things (laughs) that um, like I was going to start the fire and right. And there's no internet. There was no man there to do it. There was no man. um, (laughs) There was no internet, which I thought would be a, Plus, so I wouldn't have the temptation, yeah. but I also couldn't watch a YouTube video to figure out how to start the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you like rubbing two sticks together. <laughs> so there was a big mess of lighter fluid and desperation <laughs> with God. And eventually there was something that looked like a fire that in the freezing weather kept me warm. But it was in that moment that it was, you know, 
I brought my 10 books and my journal and I had these big plans and God very much said, no, just sit still and listen. And Mm. I did. And Mm. you would think that four hours would seem like eight hours, but four hours really seemed like 20 minutes, right? You can just get up caught up in an entire conversation of listening to the Lord. Yeah. Um, Can I share with you three helpful tips? Oh, yeah. Silence and solitude. Okay. Number one is most important. Ask God to lead you. This is Mm. his time. It's very much thy will be done. Mm -hmm. And so you're giving your attentive heart to him. So Mm -hmm. however he leads you is what you do. And for some of us, that might be a nap. And that is totally okay, Mm. right? It could be that physically you are worn out completely. And God knows this. And before he can start to work and teach you something else, he knows that you need to rest. Mm -hmm. So no guilt, only grace, Mm. right? Um, Commit to God to giving the only thing you have to give, which is your heart, time, and attention. And you don't want to try and fill the time, right? So Mm. don't do a missy and bring your 10 books and your journal (laughs) um, and your craft supplies to Bible journal because that would be so fun. Um, But just be willing to be willing to listen, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's the whole purpose. I mean, like we're talking about, if we just had a one-way conversation Mm -hmm. with our spouse, we wouldn't develop intimacy. And Mm. the purpose of silence and solitude is... It's just another discipline that puts ourselves in front of God in a way that we could not do on our own. And, and start with small chunks, right? Um, and give yourself a ton of grace. Um, you know, I think an hour is kind of like a good thing to try to carve out if you can. Sometimes it might just be 10 minutes, right? right. Um, but it's to develop that into a natural rhythm of your life to where you're like, this is silence and solitude. I'm not going to have my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have a watch on, or I might have my phone, but I'm only going to set the alarm and I'm going to give mm. these 10 minutes to God. And if all it is, is me hearing my kids scream upstairs and that might be all it is, but I still gave it to God mm. because I love and I desire and I want to be with my father and I'm giving this to him. Right. Mm. I like thinking of it that way. Yeah. yeah. He wants our heart, our time and our attention. He wants our I heart, right? Yeah. yeah. The world wants so much more and he mm. just wants our heart. <laughs> You're going to start crying. No, I'm not. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I love that. I, I like thinking about it that way where it's almost a, I don't know if sacrifice is the right word, but it's something that we're offering. We're offering it to the Lord. It's not right. something we're doing like as a checklist. It's something that we're offering yeah. to him and not trying to get anything out of it. Yeah, it's freely given. And when you think about it, the only that's the only thing we have. God has everything, right? But because yeah. of free will... We have to freely give our will to give Mm. this time to him, right? Why would you say it's specifically important for women? Mm. I would think that's because um, women are big time multitaskers. Mm. You know, studies have shown you look at a woman's laptop and she has 10 windows open Mm -hmm. and a man might have two. It's just the way God created us (laughs) physiologically. It's a gift that we can multitask because we couldn't change the diaper, pick up the vomit and empty the dishwasher on the same five minute span. Right. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Okay. We've all done those. Let's just admit it right now. Oh yes. (laughs) Full transparency. Um, And so I feel like it's because of that, um, that we, very much hold ourselves to that standard of multitasking, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't give ourselves the grace to just be still with God mm-hmm. um, because we're always doing, doing, doing. And that doesn't mean that men are not doing, but our doing looks very different because it's a lot of it is multitasking, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's very much going into the mindset, um, kind of like, like we know about God and how he loves us. There's nothing that I can do that will make God love me more. And mm-hmm. there's also nothing I can do that will make God love me less. Mm-hmm. And so going into that with that same mindset that 
I'm just going to, I have five minutes right now between carpools or between something else. I'm just going to give this to God Mm -hmm. and it's thy will be done. Whatever he chooses to do with this time, reveal to me, show to me, let me take a five minute cat nap. It's going to get done right here in this minute. I'm giving this to him. Just an attentive heart. Yeah. Yeah. This is something I would say that I'm really not strong in and mm. now after listening to you I'm like super excited about it well we can go practice sometime together. I want to it's, it's been I feel like I've learned so much and it's hard like we talked about on the family cat the family cap family camp <laughs> recap episode about Mary and Martha like mm-hmm. yeah. that sometimes in our culture like if we are quiet for too long if we just sit for too long we feel guilty absolutely like you said no guilt only grace Mm -hmm. like we shouldn't feel guilty for Mm -hmm. sitting in the lord's presence that's not something we should feel guilty about the dishes can wait the well, you have an automatic vacuum now, so the vacuuming. <laughs> came up. You got a room. Did you <laughs> name it? <laughs> Barbara. Barbara. Great. The Barbara. girls named it Barbara. The vacuuming so can get done on its own yes. now at Aaron's yeah. house, Thank but you, those Lord. things can wait. Sitting in the Lord's presence and being with Him and offering Him our heart, like that's the most important mm-hmm. thing. The ultimate. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the ultimate. And when you think about it, our passion and our desire and all of our emotion is growing closer to God, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just focusing on that and not what the world is trying to impede upon us. Yeah. You know, I like going to people's houses when they're messy. It just makes me feel normal and at home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't oh clean yeah. your house, Casey. Please don't. <laughs> I won't. I won't. No worries. <laughs> I'm fine. I Aaron, don't run your Roomba. Yeah. <laughs> Barbara. Lock Roomba up. Bed. Lock Barbara up, Aaron. <laughs> So it, would you have any favorite resources on this topic? If someone was like, hey, I'm really intrigued about this. I want to learn more. Where would you send them? Um, the Bible. Good. Um, for sure. Um, and just writing a couple of scriptures that you feel mm. like, you know, sitting down um, with Jesus and saying, Lord, please lead me to three scriptures this morning so that when I go practice silence and solitude in two days, I can reflect on these scriptures. Right. Mm. Um, mm. And so in doing that, spending that time with the Lord, you'll write and memorize the scriptures um, and you'll be thinking about it before you go. Um, and I think it just kind of leads up to that's a more normal rhythm of your life. And you're mm-hmm. developing silence and t- solitude, not just this one break thing. Yeah, right? yeah. It just becomes more mm-hmm. normal. You're breathing it in and you're breathing it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so Celebration of Disciplines by Richard Foster is great. Mm-hmm. Um, that talks about silence and solitude. Um, and there's several books that talk about the disciplines as a whole. Mm-hmm. Adele Calhoun has a giant instructional handbook. Mm. Um um, and then Dallas Willard, his book, Spirit of the Disciplines, it's written a little bit differently, but it's an amazing book as well. Oh, I haven't read that one. Yeah, it's a great okay. book, Spirit of the Disciplines. All right. Absolutely. Cool. Um, yeah. And place. then I think it's also helpful, um, you know, we talked about community and balance, but the first time you practice silence and solitude, if you really have a lot of anxiety or just feelings of being unsure in going with a friend, mm. you know, you're not going to be talking to them, but just doing it with them yeah. to where... Um, there's something to be said about being in community and just mm-hmm. being still and listening to God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Might keep you more on track too. holding you accountable. Yeah. It holds yeah. you accountable. I mean, I, yeah. I did that with someone last year and it was for four hours and it wasn't for the point of talking. It was just to make sure that they did it. They're like, hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I got the car and the keys get out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm going to go just drop you off in the woods somewhere yeah. and tell you, You're go right. have some solitude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, actually. 
No jumping off any cliffs. No. No, no, no. So we like to end our episodes with a verse or a quote. Do you have something Ah, you'd like to share with us? Yes, if I can read you this poem called Patient Trust. Hmm. Okay. Above all, trust in the slow work of God. We are quite naturally impatient in everything. To reach the end without delay, we should like to skip the intermediate stages. We are impatient of being on the way to something unknown, something new. And yet it is the law of all progress that is made by passing through some stages of instability that it may take a very long time. And so I think it is with you. Your ideas mature gradually. Let them grow. Let them shape themselves without undue haste. Don't try to force them on as though you could be today what time, that is to say grace and circumstances acting on your own goodwill, will make of you tomorrow. Only God could say what this new spirit gradually forming within you will be. Give our Lord the benefit of believing that his hand is leading you and accept the anxiety of feeling yourself in suspense and incomplete. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and most importantly, share with a friend. The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cobbs.